Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, where we got no listeners, but in a parallel universe, this show still as no listeners. I am Steve, the captain of this sinking ship, Olivas, and he is James, probably a stowaway breakwell. And James, man, how are you doing today? I am doing great today. This morning I asked my wife if my sweater matched my shirt, and she said, why does it matter? Nobody's going to see you. And I said, for your information, we're recording wrong and wronger today. So you are correct. Nobody's going to see me. (laughs) And she just repeated what she said again, (laughs) walked away in disgust. (laughs) Well, this is the show where James and I argue about things that probably don't matter to grown-ups. Well, heck, maybe. But I know today, James, we have a topic that is near and dear to the heart of children everywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line. What are we going to talk about today, James? We are going to argue about snow days. Should we have real snow days like in the olden days where you were actually off school or should we have the new snow days where you just do virtual learning and you're just basically doing school but at home? Yes. So for kids who are doing virtual learning any day, anyway, it really isn't a snow day. It's just another day. Yes. And that's got to feel like a ripoff. But James, uh, just out of curiosity, now we're recording this on Tuesday where a giant storm is going through the Northeast, but it went through your neck of the woods yesterday. Are you in a snow emergency situation? We are not. Well, they delayed school by two hours on two different days, which I was very upset about. I very much enjoy having the kids out of the house. <laughs> like having them here, like just those extra two hours where, you know, they still have to go to school. They just, they, they never go and like settle themselves in another part of the house they're like just down here floating around being as loud as possible i would actually rather have school canceled all day than a two-hour delay the two-hour delay is the worst of both worlds because you gotta interrupt yourself in the middle of the day plus you have kids here for part of it and then you don't really get rid of them for long enough to accomplish anything so i think i think and and teachers are real administrators are real you know quick to pull the trigger on a two-hour delay because it doesn't count against their total of school days so they just they pass those things out like candy so if this were a debate over two-hour <laughs> delays, I would be 100% anti-two-hour delays. But uh, other than that, well, no. If it was, we got like three inches, I would say, maybe four when everything was said and done. We're, we're pretty well dug out now. Oh, well, we got uh, the kind of snowfall, the kind of covering where you could basically scrape off your car with a little broom. like, <laughs> uh, And yet, schools were closed yesterday because... Obviously, if one flake falls, nobody can go to school. And the teachers are all like, yeah, we don't feel safe. (laughs) And so the administrators are thinking, we don't feel safe either. And they all kind of cheer and dance naked in a circle to like rob the sun god. And then they cancel school. You know, I I had a remark in this week's newsletter, which I'm sure you didn't read. And where I said... I did. That's why I even thought of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But yeah, that that line about the the one flake of snow shutting down Nashville. And somebody replied, they're like, I can't wait for the throwdown. 
this week's wrong and wronger because you know James <laughs> insulted uh, Nashville. It's like no, oh, Steve. No, no. Steve's going to agree with me a hundred percent. He's not. He's he's in Nashville, but he's not of Nashville. The North runs right. through his blood, and you really you grew up further north than I did, and you were there for a lot longer. When did you move out of Wisconsin? 1992. So I was there 25 years almost. Yes, you uh the the, the snow blood runs thick through you. Did, were you far enough north that you had to have uh snow tires? Yes. Okay. I think there's those are like the dividing lines. There's like like there's like tiers. There's like snow pants zone where you even know where that yep. it what that is. And you go further north, it's the snow tires zone where you have to actually specially equip your car uh, yep. to get you know even get around in the snow. And you go a little bit north of that, and it's just the moose zone that where you ride moose because <laughs> you can't get your car out. <laughs> Well, that's where you have tire chains, where you got to chain your tires to move around and have a tow hitch on the front so the moose can grab it with their teeth and pull to get okay. you out of the snowdrift. You know, I guess I didn't grow or I, I wasn't born far enough north then. So I was born in uh, northeastern Iowa, like a stone's throw from the Minnesota border. So we get some pretty substantial snowfall up there, but I, I moved away when I was seven or eight, but I still, I still remember the, you know, the giant snowfalls you get, you have to get like two feet of snow to get school canceled. And then we move about the same latitude as we're at right now. So then the snow was a lot more mild, but we still, you know, we had certainly more than Nashville. Um, but like, I guess I wasn't clear on what snow tires are. Everybody talks about it. Cause I've got family way up there. So snow tires aren't the chains. The chains are a step beyond snow tires is that how that works yes okay yes I and actually if you've uh, traveled there are places in the mountains of like colorado and montana where there are signs up that will tell you whether it's time to change for the trucks in particular where trucks have to have tire chains or not so okay. there are still places in the u.s that do that so what are what are regular snow tires then are they just regular tires that are like wider or with deeper grooves or how does that work uh, the opposite. It's thinner. They're more really? narrow with deeper grooves. Yeah. I, I don't understand the physics of that at all, but knowing your background, I'm guessing you also don't know the, the explanation. <laughs> well, I know where the Mississippi River is. That's all I'm going to say. And I stand on my all of my history. I stand on my track oh. record. Well, were you far enough north that you didn't get snow days then? Because there's, there's like, there's a sweet spot. You have to, you have to be in a place that has snow, but like, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't get tons of it all the time. Because if you go too far north, where you get like three feet of snow every morning, they just say deal with it and walk <laughs> through it. You know, I'll tell a quick story and then answer your question. I did a couple shows in Alaska years ago, and I only made it as far as Anchorage. I didn't get up to Fairbanks, but I had people from Fairbanks drive down to see me. And one of them said, the way that they do, um, the, the what do we call it? The barometer that they use for whether or not they have indoor recess. Like snow day is not even a thing there. But if it's 20 below or above, they have outdoor recess. If it's 20 below or below, they have indoor recess. Holy That's cow. on the Fahrenheit scale. <laughs> I don't know how that translates to Celsius, but you do the math and figure out how insane it is in Fairbanks, Alaska. Man, well, it's you get up there far enough north, it's like you walk home drunk from the bar and you can die. Like it's a dangerous place, and they just <laughs> they just live with those. Like you break down on the side of the road here, we we've, we've got blankets in the car. You got to bundle up for a little bit, but up there, like you you're out there for a couple hours, you're gonna yeah you're you're gonna die. Actually, my favorite Alaska story. And I've probably told this on here before, but I know somebody who moved to uh, Central Indiana, but she grew up like in an 
island off Alaska. And uh, she got one of her first teaching jobs up there because the previous teacher had been eaten by wolves. (laughs) Like, holy cow, what kind of place do you live? God, yeah, she, that, I have not heard that story. She was, out, yeah, she was out for a jog, and the wolves came, and it's like, you know what? I don't think my cardio fitness is that important. If there are wolves around, I'll run on a treadmill. What is the last thing you think when you're running, and a wolf, and the wolf probably comes from in front of you, like. I've heard stories in Utah where cougars, they'll take out joggers, but they come up from behind them and jump up and grab the back of their neck and oh. kill them instantly that way. I think a wolf would come at you from the front. Like, you know you're going to die when a wolf is coming at yeah. you, right? I think you get surrounded pretty quick. And my first thought would be bears. Like, bears are unstoppable. They're, they're faster than you. They're bigger <laughs> than you. They're stronger than you. You can't climb a tree to get away from them. Yeah, wolves are kind of a wild card. Like, we've, we've domesticated dogs. I thought we had the whole wolf situation figured out. Apparently, we don't. <laughs> I saw that Liam Neeson movie where he was stuck in the wilderness and ended up getting eaten by wolves. So I know. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry. That one came out like 97 or so. But I, I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I, uh, we just saw it, too. I can't remember the title. I'm not good with movie titles. But to answer your question, and I think you... Pro- well, where, so from Illinois, did you move right to Indiana when you were seven or eight? Yeah, we went right to, we went right to, well, we went from uh, northeastern Iowa to Illinois, but we were right on the Indiana border. But it was all roughly the same, the same uh, latitude as Indianapolis. We're kind of just in a line. Okay. Okay. So you might have been a little too far south for this. We did have snow days where I grew up, but they were very rare. And it was an outstanding event that would have (laughs) created the snow day. Like, uh, I remember once it was 26 below Fahrenheit outside with 100 below wind chill. And I for- we got like a foot and a half of snow overnight or something. That was one of the snow days I remember. I don't remember too many <laughs> more than that. I'm sure they were in there, but that was the most noteworthy. Yeah, the uh, my dad, you know, spent my, you know a good chunk of his life up there in northern Iowa, you know, working in agriculture before he hurt his back. And so when I came down here, we, he was helping me build a fence behind my house. He's like, "Now we got to dig these post holes 36 inches deep to get below the frost line." He just <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think we have to do that anymore, Dad. I think we're we're to a place where where you know we don't have to keep out like marauding yetis. I think we'll be safe. The uh, yeah, we did get snow days, but like not as much because you just you, you you would need a lot of snow i would say um you could maybe get it with uh five inches if there was wind if it was five in but you know we have plows so you go down to where you are and you get that one snowflake and you don't have any snow plows because you only get you know that one right. snowflake once every three years and you're, you're just out of luck so we had snow plows every place i lived had snow plows so if there was enough notice if you like had the misfortune of getting five or six inches on a sunday like in the middle of the day you were definitely going to school on monday so you needed right. to get, you needed to get the snow overnight and if you had wind, it really helped. If it would keep blowing it back over the roads, they'd be more likely. If there was severe cold, if they thought for liability reasons that kids would freeze to death on the walk to school, uh, we could get out of it. There was one um, 
the best blizzard we ever had. We got like a foot and a half of snow, and it shut down school for three days. I had a paper route back then. It was the we, oh, no. we, we got it on a Sunday too. It was so much they couldn't get it all plowed, uh, and it was yeah the Sunday with the, with the giant papers. I've never been so exhausted in my life carrying like a hundred gigantic papers you know, through a foot and a half of snow. Uh, the best snow day I ever had though was one where all the meteorologists were predicting like like eight to twelve inches. It was just a sure thing. This giant storm front coming through it was definitely going to hit us. And so our principal, because we were just a, a Catholic school on our own, like so we didn't have to go with like any bigger district or anything. Went ahead and just called the day off. It's like this is a sure thing. And the temperature went up by just a couple degrees, and it was just rain. Not even freezing rain, just rain. And it poured and poured and poured. And had you know had it been slightly colder, we would have in fact been buried in like feet of snow. But because of it was warmer, uh, we got a rain day, and it was amazing. <laughs> a rain day. Yes. Well, what we have here in Middle Tennessee, or actually the whole state of Tennessee, is a long memory. All you need is one catastrophic event sometime in the last hundred years, and you will never have to go to school when rain is even, or for you, rain, for us, snow, is even predicted. Because the, the, the locals will still talk about, you remember the ice storm of 1994? <laughs> and it's like, no. Yeah, the whole state, no electricity for seven days. And so now if there's an inch or two predicted, like first everything is closed. And then second, you have to find out it's closed so you can run to the store and hoard toilet paper and bread <laughs> and milk because obviously you're not gonna leave your house for the next seven to 12 days. My favorite was, it was a few years ago and I wanna say it was Atlanta, but I could have the city wrong. There was some place where that never gets snow that got just the lightest dusting of snow. And they had people stuck in traffic jams for days they just had <laughs> i think it was atlanta yeah they yeah they had just had no idea how to drive when the roads were the slightest <laughs> bit slick and it's like don't you get rain is it really that different than that? <laughs> a slight dusting they're just flying off the road it's kind of like up here though the, the ones that are always in the ditch it's the suvs like i've got four-wheel drive it doesn't matter it's like it doesn't matter how many wheel drive you have if you hit ice so you know everybody else is going slow you get the suv going 75 miles an hour and then that suv's in a ditch it, it never fails my son uh, had that experience last week or the week before where they got, I think, six or eight inches and he went skiing with his friends, never driven in snow before. Oh. And the ski hill was about an hour and 10 minutes away, which took him like two hours to get there. But he called me while he was driving. Can't remember if I told this a couple of weeks ago. But he said, Dad, I don't think the brakes work. I said, why? <laughs> he said, because I'm, I'm pushing the brakes and the car keeps going. <laughs> my like, my Go into a like a grocery store parking lot and just do a couple donuts and get used to how the car feels when it's sliding around. He did end up, and I hope my wife doesn't watch this because this is between me and him, but he did end up sliding into a snowbank. And uh, he and his four buddies, and they are in shape. They couldn't push the car out. Uh, they had to get like some strangers to come by and help. And this is at like 11 o'clock at night oh, wow. after they were done skiing. So he learned a little bit about resourcefulness that night too. I got my car stuck just in front of my house. We mostly do street parking, and our vans were parked out there when the plow came by, so it didn't plow out oh, our no. spots. And it was only <laughs> like around that three or four inches, but it like it froze. And every time I tried to get out of that spot, I had to go forward and backward and gun it, and the wheels were spinning. <laughs> but I was I was not going to get out and push because like who am I going to have drive the car then? My ten year old? Like there just wasn't an option. <laughs> 
I did have one. No, you tell her to get out and push. Oh, there you her go. I got, I got four kids. I got to put them to use. I did have one proper uh, slide off. So I went to college uh, an hour and a half uh, north of here. So it was just far enough north that we would sometimes get lake effect snow and it could really yeah, dump on yeah. you. And we'd had that and then we dug out and but it was still drifting because that, you know, Indiana just has nothing to block the wind. And so, you know, you know, snow that had you know, fallen a week before was still whipping around. And I was driving down perfectly clear roads, like all the way down to the asphalt, not a problem. And then all of a sudden I hit one patch at full speed where there was like an inch or two of snow <laughs> that had just blown across the road. And I started to fishtail. And you know how to get out of a fishtail. Everybody knows you got You got to go into the skid. But it's a you yeah. know a two lane divided highway, and into the skid takes me directly into incoming traffic. Like, you know, it's like my, like, like I, logically, I know I, this is exactly what they say to do. It's like there's no way I'm doing it. Like I don't know how long I have to go into that where before it's going to regain traction. But I'm pretty sure it's going to I'm going to be dead before then. So I ended sure. up you know doing the worst possible thing. I pulled towards the other direction. You start going there, then you overcorrect, and so I I did the zigzag until I finally came to a, you know, but I, I had my foot off the gas because, you know, I've, I've driven in snow before. So I finally came gently to rest like a 90 degree angle straight into a snowbank. And again, it wasn't that deep. It was just enough to hit the bottom of the car, uh, but it was enough to get it stuck there and I couldn't get it out. And some somebody drove by and they, uh, and they picked me up and took me back to the college. I only made it a mile down the road. And uh, I called the, the sheriff's department and they're like, we don't care, there's too many slide offs, we're not dealing with this. And then they <laughs> called me back and they're like, actually we do care, because that was the only idiot to get stuck like on a major road, like close enough to that road to be a problem. <laughs> so my car was sticking out too far, like we gotta get that out of there. So I knew and there's, oh, by the way, we, we heard there's wolves around. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful when you walk into the gas station. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, so that was that was my one snow slide off. But we were actually, I think we were supposed to talk about uh, the virtual learning versus actual <laughs> proper right. snow days. You know, it's it, the newsletter this week. I talked about how rare it was to get snow under the right conditions to play in it because you get snow and it's too cold. Uh, you know, if it's if it's 20 below outside, you have snow. It's all powdery and your kids are going to die if you send them out. So you can't go out. So you have to get enough snow to play in. But it also has to be warm enough that it's kind of melty. Like it's that sweet spot. Sure. And uh, I've had the kids for 10 snow. years now and we have never hit that sweet spot i mean other you know what? i guess they played a little bit here or there but never when they were like you know big enough to really take any place and so this was our first like proper great day where we could take them out but we could only do that because we got it over the weekend like had that happened on a weekday because of virtual learning they would not have gotten to go out and get their first real proper sledding experience so i think we're gonna have an entire generation of children who don't know how to play in the snow and if they don't know how to play in the snow i'm guessing they also won't know how to drive in the snow. Ooh, ooh, that could be. Well, uh, be that as it may, your kids are probably outside. Do your kids have school today? Because the uh, the snowpocalypse was yesterday where you got a couple inches, right? Yeah, we didn't actually miss any school days. We had one two-hour delay, but they still had to go. And uh, and I don't know why we had the delay, because the roads had all been clear for like 24 hours. Well, I think. because <laughs> the teachers are like... Ooh, I heard there was ice uh, up. Uh, some, you know, it was around Gary, Indiana, but you can't be too safe. I can't, That's what they say. I can't blame them for wanting to sleep in. If I had an excuse like that, I'd milk it for everything it was worth, too. They're just doing what I would do in that circumstances. But being on the opposite end of it, oh, I hate it. Yeah. 
Well, we got a phone call at 4.45 this morning from my son's school. Now, he's in Vermont, so that is the Eastern time zone, which uh, doesn't really translate well to us. But it was the principal saying, it was a recorded message. You probably get them, too, yeah. on their school things that go on. But it was... Uh, it's they're getting like 12 to 14 inches up in Vermont so it's uh, it's it's not bueno but she <laughs> said snow day today so everyone switched to virtual learning and i my emotions went from high to low snow day today woo <laughs> virtual learning oh damn it and so i called my son and I said, are you awake? You got to go to school on your computer today. And I don't want to say what he said. We can't share that with his mother either. But I thought virtual learning has destroyed snow days for children, James. Now, wait, isn't he, he's like in a boarding school. Like he lives on site, right? He lives very close to site, yes. Okay. So he couldn't like walk across the quad to get there that there was that much snow? <laughs> It's not about the kids, James. It's about the teachers <laughs> wanting to be safe. We did. We had we had one snow day in all of college. Our college required us to live on campus, but uh, we were in a little uh, you know rinky-dink town, and the professors didn't necessarily want to live there. So the only snow day we ever got, it wasn't because we couldn't walk to class. It was because the, the professors couldn't drive yeah, there. Yeah. And we had you know that, that foot foot and a half of snow on the ground. The worst part was we still had track practice through it all. It's like come on, you can't. It's not <laughs> the safe. Track to... coach could make it. Oh well, yeah, he lived close enough it just it's like it's too unsafe to for them to drive here and be here but it's not unsafe for us to go and run in this for an hour oh it was terrible I've, I've made some i've made some bad life choices but i think running in college might be up there with the worst i don't know 12 inches to me is sort of the cutoff where all right nobody go out of your house just hunker down and heck with it but now we have virtual learning and it's just it's it's a horrible horrible thing james the advantage of it i guess is you don't have to do the makeup days i don't i don't know how it is where you are there's some places where you have to go by the hour uh you have to get so many hours in which is a bad deal that's and if you do that then you don't want the two hour delays but like here in indiana i think they have to have 180 days of school or whatever it is it's some number close to that and so two hour delays don't subtract from that and neither does virtual learning so you know you don't want to have to tack on two or three days at the end of the year or though you know they might have like president's day scheduled off and if you've used a snow day then you have to go on president's day things like that so the advantage is you don't have to you don't have to waste that uh you know you, your schedule sticks to the schedule and i guess it depends on uh what kind of learning you do so there's there's two kinds of virtual learning i've learned there's the kind my kids do which is definitely not as good as regular school they basically get a few assignments online and they play some you know like learning apps and stuff like that but the eight hour school day takes them like it takes my big girl all day but it takes the smaller ones like you know hour hour and a half and the preschooler yeah. doesn't have any virtual learning she just runs feral on those days so so for them, they're okay. They're like, yeah, hour and a half and I'm done and I can go do whatever. But there's another kind of virtual learning. And I think this is more common in high schools. And I've heard of some high schools do this all the time where they still have class at the regularly scheduled time with the regularly scheduled person, but by Zoom. And that just sounds like torture. <laughs> You're going to have to yeah. sit there for yeah. the full eight-hour day staring at the screen as, you know, as, as teacher after teacher hops on there. It's like, holy yes. cow, just give me the makeup And day. they take attendance. Like, you're yeah. held accountable. Yeah, that is... Oh. I, you know, I had, I had hard enough time paying attention in person. I, I cannot imagine <laughs> what it would have been like to have, have virtual learning. It just, it's a smack in the face, man. It's just like, let us, let us stay home. So yeah, I, w I would say if I were a student 
and uh, I got virtual learning, I'd be okay as long as I could plow through it quick. But if I had to stay inside all day on a Zoom call and then try to go outside and play in the snow, yeah, I mean, that would just sap your will to live. Nobody's going sledding after that. Sap <laughs> your will to live. You know, the funny thing about the snow day issue, I agree with what you say, except as I think about this, and I'll have to bounce this off someone I went to school with up north, but I think we didn't have many snow days built into the calendar. So we did have to tack those on at the end of the year. In Nashville, they have a ton of snow days built really? in because they know that uh, if somebody <laughs> drops an icy on the ground, they're gonna call school off. And when you call school off in the north, you get to play in the snow. There's something to do. Here, you go out and you mess around on the dead grass just like you do every other day. Like, it's, it's the worst of both worlds, James. I don't understand it, but the kids can get like a week and a half of, of snow days and still finish on time because there's so much wiggle built into the system it's bizarre it's bizarre i went you know i've spent my up through second grade i went to school in in northern iowa and up there you took snow pants to school kids down here don't do that so much because here you're not allowed to play in the snow if there's snow on the ground they keep you inside they what? keep you away from it up there like you could go and they you know they plow the parking lot so there's these giant snow mounds and we would just oh climb all over those and dig and like into the tunnel would it collapse and kill you maybe who knows we didn't care as much back then you could afford to lose a few kids families were bigger so we just yeah we went out there and we played we did all that fun stuff now they uh when they go to school they can't uh, they can't touch the snow at school it's uh, oh it's, my god yeah, it's a you're whole kidding thing. no it's wow uh, yeah. or, or uh, if you don't have snow pants the whole classroom smells like wet blue jeans after the lunch <laughs> recess like everybody is soaked and trying to dry off yes that's part of the charm who, who in Wisconsin would forget snow pants? I mean, that's like the line between like a fun afternoon and death. Like you've got to have snow pants up there. Well, after a certain age, I don't think it was cool to wear snow pants unless you were skiing. But so you still I you would... still played in the snow. It wasn't uncool to play in the snow. It was just it was uncool to be appropriately dressed for said snow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it wasn't. It was more of a stylistic choice than anything. <laughs> I love that. Well, James, I, would, you, would, you really, would there really be like high schoolers up there playing on mounds of snow? No, no. But when I was in grade school, we would. After like third or fourth grade, you had to be cool, man. You couldn't oh, wear snow pants. Are you I, kidding? So I see. I, I moved out of snow pants country, and uh, so I, I lost this experience. And also, I was never cool. So that's the double whammy of why I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I did my best to fit in with the cool kids, which is why I had wet blue jeans most of my <laughs> most of my elementary and middle school years. But James, we have to let these fine people go. Do you have any closing thoughts on the topic? I do. There's actually I do have a closing thought. There's nothing worse than getting a snow day when you're already off school. I had my tonsils out, and this was a hundred years ago when they you know <laughs> used leeches and you know they had like chainsaws and stuff. It wasn't like an in and out non invasive <laughs> procedure. So I was going to be off school for a week, and the one time I was up school for a week they got enough snow in Iowa to actually close the school it was like two feet of snow on the ground I could see wow. from my hospital room so that yeah. is a divine slap in the face is what that is James it truly was well, if you like what you heard, and uh, A, you're going to need to get yourself checked out and tested, but B, come back next week where we do this whole thing again. 
In the meantime, have a great time and thanks for watching. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, thanking all of you for your patronage and your support. Hit that like button and that subscribe button. That's the only way that the big bucks keep pouring into our bank accounts. And until we come face to phone with you one more time, uh, oh, two wrongs can't make a right. I had the wrong show in mind. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.